And you're now listening to Talking Fimbas. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode 11 of Talk Infamous. You got your boy Saint here, and we also got Social Lee. Hey, guys. Um, how was your how was your how was your day your week how's it going so far my day my week was good very productive um i'm enjoying this weather i yes. love this new york weather right now it's definitely some great weather so we got to do something got to definitely like catch up afterwards link up right yes um but this week we decided that we wanted to talk about you know young thug and kind of correlated to you know the systematic um system of hip-hop and the prison the prison industrial complex um, so of course we want to get into like, you know, what's going on recently right now with young thug. Um, as you guys may know, um, by, I think it was May 19th, um, his home was raided and him along with 28 other members of the YSL gang. Well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to call it gang, Um, but his label partners as well as Gunna were arrested and they were indicted with 56 charges, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as of now, um, no evidence have been like made public, so we don't know really the the official update of like you know whether they're innocent or not. Um, but I do know that I think currently we know that Gunna and Young Thug they're they're I think they were trying to what's it called um, legal charge the legal charge, but they were also trying to set for bail, but the bail was kind of um, denied. Denied. So right from what I've seen is so January twenty twenty third is when their court date is going to be like. Session. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think you told me this yesterday, right? Yes, I was. I was kind of like thrown back when I seen that, but um, so that means gonna gonna wait. Is it Young Thug? Um, his his um court date is not until twenty third as well, twenty twenty three. I believe I only seen Gunna, so I don't want to misconstrue anything. All right, well, Gunna, that's still crazy because that that means he has to wait inside a jail or prison for a whole year before he's even to even see a court. Right, kind of sucks. Yeah, and it's, it's not looking so. It's not looking good so far, but um, like you said, they they are in it for the Rico charges. Um, do you want to go a little bit about what that is, or should I kind of? You could, you could. Know? Great. So yeah, so for people who don't know, which is kind of news to me, um, uh, so pretty much a Rico charge is pretty much um, it was made it was made at the time when the mafia games were popular, mm-hmm. and it made it really easy. It made it easier. It made it really easy for like um the federal prosecutors to um. And everybody that's associated with any type of project or what they would what they would say as a gang. Um, yes. So basically, the charges consist of racketeering, um, extortion, and cohorts of conspiracy. So it's pretty much like you said, it's, it's basically just trying to get everybody under one umbrella and kind of make them go under for like the same charges, rather than you know individually sniping people out. The yeah. thing is, like, they're really the thing is right. So they're still trying to say is like, why is sell a gang or a label? Now, you know the history of, like, a lot of black clubs or black groups, they will always try to depict it as a gang because yeah. once you depict it as a gang, then you can depict it as, oh, it's a threat to society. So right. they're they're putting other people in harm's way. But YSL did start off as, um, it was just a group, a group of people. Yeah. Allegedly, they're Allegedly, saying that yeah. the gang was really called Young Slime Life. Yeah. And, um, but they converted it to like a official, official name. What is label, it? Like like label. Yeah. Citing artists. Yes. They changed the acronym as well. I forgot what the acronym they changed it to for YSL for yeah. the label. But, um, it's kind of a tricky situation because a lot of stuff that they showed on media, um, and just the music that they rapped about was kind of depicting gang activity. So, right. um, it's kind of blurred lines and it makes it, 
it kind of makes it harder for them to try to like make a case. And that's kind of the thing too, is like it may be blurred lines to like the outsiders or even to them, they may seem like it's blurred lines. But um, I was watching a video and one of the guys who he was a, a former inmate, a former, you know, he was in, in the system. He pretty much said like, you know, once you declare yourself a gang, whether it's in music or social media and those words come out your mouth, you become a target to, you know, the federal system. You are because you're pretty much you're you're pretty much saying that you're ongoing. You're part of an ongoing criminal enterprise enterprise. Yeah. And I feel like it's stupid, like not even just like, um, you know, the police and authority. You also have other people that may they may debate stuff as a gang or they may feel like you're a threat to whatever they're going on. And you're still promoting that type of image where you may not even necessarily be a part of that gang. Matter of fact, I do want to bring up Ruby Rose. You know, you heard of her, right? Ruby Rose, she's a she's an up and coming um, singer rapper, and yeah. so she did an interview I think last month, and they asked her like, "Why you be throwing gang signs up in your pictures and stuff? Like, are you associated with the gang?" And you know what she said? She said, "Oh, it's just for show. Like, I'm supposed to look cute type thing." And I'm like, "Girl, yeah, like this is what we doing? Oh, yeah. gang signs is pretty. Like, it's cute. Can you just throw up the peace sign? Keep it simple." But that's just a situation right then and there where a lot of people that's really onto this the social media life and displaying their life for others that they want to show an image so badly. And they're not, they're not really thinking ahead of time. Like what will this show? Um, if there is a situation that pops off, like right. I can't backtrack from what I did or showed on, you know, and they didn't want to cry wolf when like situations like this happen. Yeah. And I feel like for me, um, you know, when I initially heard the news, I think for a lot of people, I mean, I think the popular thing was to do like, yo, free, free, free YSL, but in my mind and it wasn't until i watched the video which kind of like you know put it in perspective for me and showed me like you know what i'm not i'm 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 not wrong for not you know siding with that group of people who's like you know free because at the end of the day i feel like as a black community we have to get we have to get better at you know holding our community accountable accountable, especially when it comes to hip-hop because it does affect black culture black youth especially black youth culture and um not like I said, we don't know the evidence. We don't know whether or not is true or not. Um, what what charges they they're going to be faced with? What charges are going to be found to you know actually in prison though? But right now it doesn't look good because like they said with regal charges, if they're if if you're getting indicted with a regal charge, it means that they have something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that Gunna is not being being um seen until January twenty twenty third, it has to be something that's going to be drawn out within those when those flaws are made public. Yeah, I feel like it is just a sad situation because like let's say you're act you're really there to do music and now you're just associated with this group of people that you're not necessarily, you know, involved in those criminal activities. And allegedly, yeah. allegedly, <laughs> um it wasn't even about Young Thug at one point. It was about Birdman because Birdman was basically the one that was kind of like basically networking and connecting all these people and putting people on. And um, I think Young Thug at one point was under Birdman, like he was kind of like his mentor. Um, but they were saying that like Birdman is somewhat involved in this, and that a lot of people that kind of see what was going on, they kind of stepped away. I was watching something where um, they were saying like a lot of people didn't want to be around Birdman or Young Thug because they didn't want like these charges to be around them. Mm-hmm. A person like Lil Wayne, he's been in the industry for a minute. Allegedly, they're saying that he stepped away as well and kind of stopped making music and. Um, got out of the limelight for those particular reasons because he kind of seen that this was going to happen in the future. Well, I think that's a bigger issue. I feel like um, 
hip hop and gang culture is a trap. Um, and it sense that when, you know, these artists, like someone like um, Bergman, if he is involved, but even someone who's like Young Thug, um, who's a part of it, when you are able to make it out, quote unquote, make it out and, you know, able to supersede, you know, your current situation and, you know, make all this money and make all this wealth. I feel like a lot of times, especially if you are in, you know, if you are partaking in gangster rap or hip hop, you have, you feel this need of, okay, I have to keep this going. Like I have to still yeah. be in the streets. I have mm -hmm. to still be active because if I'm your, not, that was your persona when you came to the market, yeah, people was buying your music because you was showing this type of image. Now mm -hmm. they want to, you got to make sure you keep showing that image. So you keep getting those sales. Because if you're not, then it, then, then everyone's looking at you like, Oh, you change or like, Oh, you're not really about that life and yada, yada, yada. So it's kind of like a double edged sword. So that's why it's like, you know, we do have to, that's why I do sympathize with them, but also I also feel like we have to be able to take, take accountability for our own actions and, you know, let our culture know, like, you know, there's certain things that are toxic within our culture that we need to fix because, you know, they shouldn't have to go through this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I do want to um, emphasize what you said about, like, the free young thug and free um, gonna. Yeah. So you're right. Like, we can't always say, like, free this person because... They, they could have did the crime. They could have killed 20 people, whoever, et cetera. But also, too, like, me personally, I'm against the prison system. No matter, I won't say no matter what you did, but I don't I don't believe in the prison system. It doesn't work. And so I would, you, I, don't, I would never want a black person, any white person, anybody to experience living in prison because you. it's like torture. And, and that's when you, say, when you say freedom, that's what you mean. Well, I mean, I don't say I don't use that terminology, oh, but I'm right. saying like I can I can sympathize with that I can message. Sympathize with that message. I don't necessarily agree with that message because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody belongs in prison. That's true. Um, I believe that people belong in rehabilitation centers that right. actually helps them um, change the way they think and kind of improve their their um, direction. But I'm not. I don't mm -mm, mm -hmm. can't do it. So let's try to give. Let's maybe we should just like go into like you know the labels and their involvement with this like. Mm -hmm. For me, like I was watching a little interview and um, it consisted of Rockham. He's like one of the OG rappers like back in the day. Um, yeah. Um, he definitely came from a different era of hip hop. And he basically was talking about how like these labels um, actively sign black rappers who are promoting violence mm -hmm. um, and who are. And then as a result, you know, we are because we are um, we are listening to them and we are investing in them. We're our, like our, our our frequency is lowering is lowering, and like the conscious of the streets of the black community is being distorted and being um, misconstrued. Um, and I feel like that's a big point. Like I think that's a big point to make, just because like a lot of times, you know, I mean I think we do have control, but also we got to know that there are bigger powers at play. At play. Um. Yeah, I agree with that because like you have. You know it's crazy because I was thinking about um what's that that young man that's that's Polo G Polo G right he was in Florida and he was just touring and he got stopped by um the cops and basically they was like just doing too much and his mother had to step in like he didn't have nothing on him yeah um basically like everything was just a front like you was just trying to criminalize my black rapper son and that's a trend like literally you have Kodak Black that went inside young boy um M boy young boy NBA you have Lil Meech, um, is it Lil Meech that was in, that's in, in yeah, yeah, Lil Meech, you have a lot of different artists in the past 10 years that's going in and out of prison, and the crazy thing is, if you look at the patterns, a lot of these people that's going in and out of jail, 
they're at the peak of their career. Yeah. So you're telling me, right, as a as a music label that you sign these people on knowing their criminal activity, right? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden these charges are coming coming up to display and now they're getting um charged with these crimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's I, I, I there's was, definitely like I think Mona said it in her pocket. There's like hip hop police. It's hip hop police, and there's a plot. Like literally, they really set them up. Um, yeah. So I, I just I just think it's crazy. Um, and I just want to like go into some of the facts, mm-hmm. right? So you have a lot of different recording companies and labels. You have Warner Records, Universal Music Group, Sony Music Group that controls about ninety percent of the depiction of hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. So at the same time, you have Core Civic, CCA Correction Corporation of America and GEO Group, which are mostly private um, companies that own private beds in prisons and other um, contracts and agreements within the prison industrial complex system. So you telling me, right, if those same people have ties to these music labels, you're not telling me that they're not going to find a way to to lead, lead people to the freaking yeah. the sheep. What's that thing called? Lead the sheep to the freaking pen? Yeah, Is yeah. the word? Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like it's it's really like um, and no you bring a, a plot yeah you bring a great point because like even rap music like especially in the early two thousand if you watch the videos um they rap music promotes you know prison in a sense like it seems like in in the rap industry especially in gangster rap which is like now this rap and hip hop period like gangster rap is this rap and hip hop there's no right. different. Gangster, you said gangster rap is what? Yeah, it's like before then there was rap and hip hop, and it, you could different like yeah, you different, could differentiate. But now like everything, gangster rap is just influenced everything. It's like gangster rap is hip hop and rap now. Like there's no different forms of rap, at least the ones that are being pushed to the forefront, and uh, right. those are like the major ones. Um, but even then, like you watch those videos, and they promote prison as a rite of passage, a rite of a rite of passage in the black community. Like if you. Are being in, or if you are going to jail, it seems like something that's honorable within the black community, and they kind of promote that message in videos. Um, yeah. There used to be like videos, like you know, Fifty Cent. Like Fifty Cent was in uh, what's um, get Richard die trying. That, but I'm talking about his video. Um, when he it's like a, a scene where oh, he's in he's in a he's in a prison. Yeah, rapping. I think he's in the club, right? It's called in the club. In the club, that's the song. I said he was in the prison. You talking about in the club? Fifty Cent, the cl- the song in the club. In the club, yes, he was that's, in the club, popping music, but he also had a song where he was in jail. That's rapping. a song. That's the same song. Remember, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sing this song. I'm, I'm probably gonna sound stupid, but you don't know the biggest Fifty Cent song when he's like in the club. I think that I'm probably getting the name wrong. Party in the club. No, nah, I know the song you're talking about in the club. Yeah. All right. So what about in the club? <laughs> There's a scene where he's in jail. Okay. No, I'm bugging now. That was you. You mixing two. Listen, he was in a gym. He was in a gym. My fault. We, we definitely got to do some throwbacks on Fifty Cent videos. But I just want to say how yeah. the narrative kind of changed because, like you said, it was just a regular rap yeah. in that gangster rap and. I feel like um, once Gates of Rap came over, um, I think Ice Cube came out with that song "Fuck the Police," yeah. and then you had Tupac that was kind of um, trying to talk about the socioeconomic status and yeah. a lot of the the um, tribulations that um, people of poverty have to go through um, within Black communities. That's how they kind of started talking about um, some of the stuff that they have to do to make that buck, some of the stuff that they have to do to survive. And then it kind of like it started trending because a lot of people really want to talk about what they go through. But I feel like the narrative has changed in the early 2000s where now it's not even about talking about your socioeconomic status and yeah. bringing up um, information that people should know so they could be more aware. Now it's about um, showing your rep like, yeah, I'm a badass and this is what I do. I shoot people. 
that's the type of narrative that they're depict that they're depicting now. Mm-hmm. And then you have a lot of youth, like young boy NBA. When I first seen him, he was like, what? He looked like a little baby to me. He was yeah. 17 years old with his little AK-47s, allegedly, <laughs> and his guns and his videos and all this. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the whole purpose of you you allegedly trying to conspire and have a, a group of people so you guys can eat was just for you to make a living and survive. Yeah. Now it's more like, yeah, I'm the baddest, and I'm not going to even front. This is what I do. I shoot people. And that's kind of like the trend where people, it's just like they're getting tricked, and a lot of these kids is not not understanding that. They're not. They're, they're following not. the trend. Because yeah, I have, like, little siblings, especially my little brothers, and I see when they get angry, or, like, just in general, they listen to the music, but I see, like, when they get angry, what they do go in their room and they blast all this. Some gangster this. rap, yeah. right? And I'll just mm-hmm. be like, it doesn't, it doesn't do them any better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it just honestly perpetrates it and encourages it because yeah. you, you on that same type of frequency that the artist is singing about. Right, and I feel like me, I mean, I think when people like, um, it, I mean, it's not to get misconstrued. It, like, I think artists should be able to tell their stories, but at some point, you know, especially when you elevate and, you know, you've made it out the hood, like, your story should not be the same. The same. And you know what's so funny? Hip- Sorry, I'll- just one more point. Continue. And I feel like hip-hop, hip-hop, like, I feel like it's not about, okay, we got to make it positive and stuff like that. I mean, you can still give real authentic messages without saying, like, without talking about violence and talking about shooting people. Yeah, because yeah, re- you have, what, Mosdev or Yazin Bey, you have J. Cole, you have a lot. Great Ken- examples. Kendrick Lamar, you have a lot of different artists that find ways to... The finesse and right, and you can also make really love. fun music like like back then when Diddy was rapping and stuff like that. He made he made feel good hip hop music. Yeah, that's a fact. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was yeah. just gonna say like that's so true that a lot of these rappers they've been they've been out in the game for a minute. Listen, I like Meek Mill, right? I like some of his music, but Meek Mill he he still sing the same rap as if he's still in Philly shooting people to survive. Mm. You know you got money. Why are you still talking about this gangster rap? Why are you not painting a picture of um difference? Um, for younger black youth. And I'm not going to say he doesn't. He do have mm-hmm. a few songs, but his his collection and music that he still chooses to put out still um, embellishes right. that gang life. Right. So you're right. Like, why are you still rapping about stuff that you already passed? It's the trap. It's the trap. It's the trap. Would you say Jay-Z um, talks about different... Because I know he used to talk about that stuff when he was younger, but I haven't heard him talk about any of that stuff. So I can't lie because I don't really listen to Jay-Z. And I'm also, I'm not like a huge rap. Like, cause, because it never really resonated with me. Like, the people that kind of like... When I started getting into rap, is like the people, that few people that caught my attention was Kanye West, was... Drake at the beginning because they felt they felt different. You like Chance the Rapper? I love Chance the Rapper. He's another great. You listen one. to rap. You just J. Listen, Cole. You don't listen to gangster rap. Yeah. Um. So those are the people who always caught my attention. Now with Jay Z, I know that he has evolved, and the things I hear about him rapping now, it's always about money moves. Yeah, he's talking about his money moving. He's talking about being a rich businessman. So yeah. even before then, you know, a lot of people always talk about because in Jay Z, he didn't really pop until he was in his late twenties. So he always had a different mindset and a different level of maturity when it came to his rap. He always, he always, even when he talked about, you know, gangster stuff, it always came from a different perspective, a yeah, more elevated. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, tone. So I feel like he does. I mean, of course, he's, he does talk about certain things like that. Um, but I haven't really kept up with him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the stuff, like I said, the things I hear is just talking about him being a businessman. Yeah. Which but, just makes sense because he's a businessman. And, you know, Jay-Z has a track record. Um, but, like, right now, 
And the crazy thing is, like, he's a person that has millions of followers. Yeah. And he's not getting caught up in situations like this because he's actually thinking and being aware of stuff that he puts out. Right. He knows that whatever you put out, whoever, whomever can control the narrative. And definitely that's as a true. black person that's making money and has a big influence, you're a threat to society. And if you are going to be a threat, then how are we going to use that threat in a way that... um that benefits us in terms of the white agenda. Right. So I just think like those are some things to think about when you are producing music, when you are listening to music and when you are encouraging this music. Um, Kodak black. I, I don't care for Kodak black. Um, I do have people in my life that listen to him, but I forgot it was a, they was getting on Kendrick Lamar because Kendrick Lamar basically, he talks about like black empowerment, um, you know, he, he, he's a conscious brother, but then when they had, he had Kodak Black featured on his oh, album. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people was upset about that because you're still kind of, you're encouraging this. You're yeah. still leading people to listen to Kodak Black. By you featuring him, you're indirectly you, putting him on as well. To you're co-signing the, him. You're co-signing him. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like, listen, that goes back to us, like us as black people, like we have to be very cautious of who we allow to bring to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like I said, we have, we have no time. We, we, we are ready at target. Uh, I think we already have so much work to do on ourselves and our community that we can't be making these habits. Um, I just want to read something that I kind of, um, that I took away from this video. Um, I'm kind of paraphrasing it. So it's not exactly my words, but he basically said hip hop is a self-destruct is a self-destruct self-destructive spirit. I think it's very important that we as black people reflect and rethink the state of our culture, particularly the current state of hip hop culture, because one of the major vehicles, because it's one of the major vehicles that we have and that is used to implant our values and morals into our culture, music, song and rhythm and dance is a culture that involves moving in tandem at the same frequency and in secret, secret, I'm mad with that word. Um, so we have to take accountability and be mindful for some of the negative things we allow and encourage to be pushed to the forefront because the culture of hip hop slash rap is supposed to enrich, defend, advance the interests of our culture mm. and our community. I love that. We no longer have the right. We no longer have the right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We, we, we no longer have the right to negative behaviors. Um, well, we have like basically saying we have no longer to. Um, accept negative behaviors as just purely as entertainment. Yeah. Um, and for a very long time, um, you know, he just talked about like how hip hop is now, it has been colonized by white people and it's destroying the real meaning of hip hop. And I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I, I, damn. Who said this? Um, it was like a preacher. It was crazy. He was a preacher. So it was like, I'm just to see that he was like in tune with the hip hop, hip hop itself. And he wasn't coming from a place of judgment, but just trying to like provide a, a lesson for the youth. Um, Cause like I think hip hop is youth culture, you know what I mean? Yeah. And as music evolves, you know, before before it was jazz, before it was um, blues, and then it was rock and roll. These are all things that were rooted in you know black, black blackness, and it came from black youth. And we see how over time how those things got you know taken from us and misconstrued and misconstrued, and the especially the black people who were the pioneers and see how they were treated, and then see um, how the white people were treated and are able to go further. Um, I think we just got to be mindful of that. Like for me, like it's crazy to me to believe that the best-selling hip-hop artist is guess who? You, guess who that is? Best-selling hip-hop artist as of like this year? And no, as of as in sales as an overall hip-hop hip-hop artist. Oh wow! Um, who would you see. think? Um, 
Damn. Um, just take a guess. But the person top of my head, I just want to say Kodak because people best selling of all time. Of all time. Yes, as far as record sales. Nah, definitely not him. So who? Um, mm, maybe Tupac. Nope, Eminem. Eminem, and then after that is Drake. So you have what? a white man, and then you have a mixed race black man. Um, Drake is half black, half Jewish, but that just shows you like how embedded racism with is within our culture, but also just in hip hop, like something that's from that was made for, for us. us is now like. That's why when Eminem took the knee, I'm like, I mean, I, at first, you know, I was like proud of it. But now that I'm reflecting on it, I'm like, he had no other choice but to. You know what I mean? Well, but it's kind of. You talking about the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, when Super he Bowl. Took the knee, he also, did he take the knee? Because I don't watch the Super Bowl. I don't support the Super Bowl. But um, he took the knee with, along with the other artists like Mary J. Nah, Bison, he was the only one who took the knee. See? Look, you see this? You see? <laughs> yeah. And it's all it's all like um, what they said. Um. It's all for show. It's like a nice little, like a uh, little cookie to the black people. Yeah, like honestly, when I when I've heard that, I just kind of like rolled my eyes because yeah. it's like, that, first of all, that's not genuine. And even even if it was genuine, I don't think you had the right to do that. Definitely, if you didn't have Mary J. Blige, other other artists that was taking a knee, you didn't have the right to do. I that. think he did. I think I think it was cocky. Like they did that because it was like, oh, why should we have to take a knee because we're black? I think he was trying to be an ally, and I think his intentions met well. But in the grander scheme of things, <laughs> I feel like. These yeah. are the kind of conversations we need to have because that need doesn't mean anything. His intentions meant well, but he also has a PR team that knows the different perspectives that you will get from that. And right. that was, you know. Right. But, um, yeah. Do you have anything like last Yeah, so I do want to tell y'all, right? Yeah. So just so y'all know, right? Because y'all want to figure out, like, why, why are these music labels are so embedded in um, getting these artists to prison? Yeah. Like we said, they have ties and... Um, other agreements with other um, companies that have institutions that make money from prisons, right? But let's talk about how much money they make. So on average, right, an uh, average inmate that the government pays for is about 33000 33000 and as low as 14000 in Alabama, but mm. as high as 69000 in New York. Wow. So you telling me that if I owned a prison, right, I would get... From I would get at least fifteen thousand to seventy thousand just by having one person in my prison. Now that that's just the money. That's right. like your salary. Now you're getting commission because they right. make so much money from these other situations. Like you have J Pay that made what they made about fifty million in revenue in twenty thirteen. And I'm pretty sure that has skyrocketed because they, they found new ways to make money. You and know this is this is just like getting the inmates inside alone. Um, say that one time. This is like dumb to skin the inmates inside the prisons alone. Yes, that was the 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 this, government. What the government pays, which is the average of thirty three thousand. And this is not has nothing to do with the money they also make by you know because I know there's like factories and yes. jobs that they. That's you know. that's just the government money because right. the government the government have to pay you to house this person, mm. so they they're going to give you the money. Now they make the money as well from as from J Pay, which just in case you guys don't know, those are how people communicate with their loved ones. In and out of prison, whether it's through the, the JPay website or the JPay phone call. But like I said, they made fifty million. You know, I just found out they have a credit card. I can't believe it. They have a whole credit card, and um, I do have some good news. They are gonna be getting. Actually, there's a lawsuit filed against JPay because yeah. um, they was overcharging inmates. Wow. Which, I, which it was honestly, not surprising. Is not, right? It's yeah. nothing new. It's nothing new. Um, <laughs> right. But it's just this is crazy. But besides all that. You know, there's other ways they make money. They make money from, like you said, the manufacturing. You have yeah. people that's getting into 
what on average they make about two dollars per hour. And if that, some people don't make nothing, so they get in free labor. So why wouldn't why wouldn't a music label that has um, ties with corporations in the prison system mm-hmm. not want to and try all, to push them to that route? And we all know, like governments and cor- and companies and corporations, they all lobby and they shake hands and everyone knows each other. So is is definitely they, they create these relationships and there is there's none none of this is a coincidence. None of this uh, coincidence, but like if we know this, right? You saying like we could take it back our power. It's nothing surprise. It's nothing surprising about this. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, how do we change our narrative? We just talked about the situation that Young Thug and Gunner's going through, right? And you have you you have still like a whole a whole sleeve of artists that's still doing the same thing. How do those artists learn from these situations that keep repeatedly happen that keep keep happening? How do you change the narrative? And, you know, I did reference a lot of artists that's, you know, right. doing the right thing or trying to stay away from that avenue of music and I, finesse like Chance the Rapper. Um, do you think it's easy for you to be... Do you think it's easy for artists to, to, um, to promote their music and be on social media and do what they do on the side? I just feel like it just goes back to us as consumers um, just realizing the power that we have to shift the paradigm um like i said we we are the ones who make the majority so we are the ones who feed into like you know the gangster rap and all this stuff we have to be be able to like like no this is not okay um and it's we refocus our direction into giving shine to other artists who are in hip-hop and um who are in rap who are doing things differently um yeah i just think that's what it is it's about us just shifting the paradigm just so they, these artists could be like mindful what they're doing what they're doing and um i just want to say like you know i just want to say you know i definitely wish the best to like you know ysl um gunna and young thug because these are these situations aren't so black and white especially if you grew up with people who are in similar situations like this and you know like the struggle um i wouldn't even say the struggle i hate that word but you know the nuance of these situations i don't want to say struggle because i don't want to keep on equating blackness to being living in a struggle right but these situations are nuanced and it's more it's more than black and white so i definitely want to say my prayers to them and um say my love but also i want to give them i want to hold them accountable and at the end of the day like you know if there was some situations that went wrong that they that they did they did some wrongdoings um it's, it's up for them to take accountability and you know pray the price and hopefully they come out a better person yeah, and ho- like you said, a better person, I hope, and hopefully changed. <laughs> they they can improve other people that they're affecting because yes, young young thug he put a lot of people on as well that's still following his his footsteps. So it's a tricky situation, right? You know, hopefully you guys find some way to uplift your spirits. Um, even though a lot of our media is being penetrated and colonized by white people. Right. But like you said, right. thank you again for listening. Yes. So make sure to subscribe, like, follow, and share on all platforms. And we'll see you guys next time. I ain't talking too much. I only say what I mean. I bring the whole city out every time that I'm home. How you all about business, but don't be minding your own. Don't forgive me for my sins. I'm just trying to atone. Uh, I'll let it be well known. Yeah. Uh. Daydreaming while I'm scheming on a text Steady plotting as I'm thinking on the next Yeah, 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 yeah Confident although I found myself compressed Overthinking, worrying, I must confess Yeah, 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 yeah 
Even though sometimes I wish I was exaggerating And all my problems were just figments of imagination The smartest nigga who had dropped out, fuck your graduation I think that shit a fucking scam, somebody had to say it Caught up in the matrix, shit I had to find a way out Lost too many niggas where this shit is getting played out Student loan forgiveness, all my debt was finally paid out Appreciate this shit because the gutter I come straight out The bottom of bottoms to the top of the tops In that power washing van that I just bought for my pops 